When your child comes out as LGBTQ, you need a place to find the right tools to help you and your child thrive. This is the podcast you need. Hi, my name is Jenny Hunter, and I am an advanced certified faith-based family coach. And I have coached over 10,000 hours helping families with LGBTQ children become healthy, thriving families. today. I hope fantastic. We just got back from Washington, D.C. That's where my husband is from and um, all of his family still live up there. And my sweet mother-in-law, um, Loris, just turned 84. And if you were to see her, you would not know she's 84. She has aged so beautifully, but we just love her. And so we decided to go up and just spend a fun weekend just celebrating her. And so Loris, if you're listening to this, happy birthday. We love you. She's always been such a great support to us and our family and we adore her. And we're glad that we have 84 years and that we hope we get to 104 with her. So I hope that you were able to celebrate somebody or yourself lately. And that's kind of the subject I'm going to talk about today. And it is all kind of, um, all evolves around friendships and friendships are so important in our life. In fact, they have done recent studies where um, they followed people for 85 years. And what they had found is the common denominator for somebody thriving and being healthy in life was not exercise, was not eating right, was not whether they smoked or not, um, wasn't that they drink. It was really came down to the common denominator for the people who thrived was their friendships, was their meaningful, healthy relationships in their lives. And what they have found is that there is such a epidemic right now with friendships where we really are lonelier than we've ever been. And COVID kind of threw us in that, but like they did a study where 50% of Americans has not made a new friend in five years. And I just want you to sit and think about like, where are you at with your friendships? Are they serving you? Are they doing, um, are they adding to your life? Are they bringing you joy? You know, um, this is a real sticking point for parents of LGBTQ children because they find that their friendships shape differently. They evolve differently sometimes when their children come out and that they might need friendships. And I've done some podcasts um, like um, finding support and things like that, where like, you know, like you need to go out and find some other LGBTQ parents, right? Because sometimes your friendship circle doesn't understand um, where, what you need right now. But I just, this is kind of a general, like how to be a good friend, how to create those friendships because really friendships shape who we are and they have as it turns out, a much greater effect on our lives than we often give credit to. Like um, they did a meta-analyst exercise, which reduces mortality by 23 to 30%, our friendships do. And, but if we have a big social network, it reduces it by 45%. So really friendships increase happiness level, more, they found more time, spending time with friends increase our happiness level, more time than if we spend with our spouses or children. And apart from like improving our well-being on a psychological standpoint, the um, physiological side effects are also 
very important. And they find that lone, like if you're lonely and don't have friendships that are adding to your life and providing you opportunities to like, um, you know, boost your morale and feel connected, that that is equivalent of you smoking 14 cigarettes a day. Let me repeat that. If you do not have meaningful friendships, it is as bad for your health as smoking 14 cigarettes a day. So I think everybody would agree that we all want greater friendships, right? Um, I coach on this a lot. I have a lot of clients, especially women, um, as they get older, they, if they, it just feels harder to make friendships for them. And, you know, I, my 13 year old has a sweet little group called the squad and there's five of them and they've been friends since they were probably about eight. And it's funny, like when they were like 11 and 12, like things were pretty smooth. And now they're, they're kind of getting the teenage years and I'm seeing them kind of navigate what I coach other adults on where they struggle to keep their friendships like drama free and simple. And like I said, we all want to feel loved, wanted and connected to others. And the problem is we think other people's actions and words are what is, makes us feel loved, wanted and connected, but that is wrong. We are the only ones who can make us feel connected to others. So that feeling of love, inclusion, connection is actually completely created by you, not by others. So easy enough, right? If you want to feel these lovely feelings, then we just think lovely thoughts, right? No. So what is the problem? Why do we have times that we don't feel loved, connected, or wanted? You know, your reaction and feelings to others, people's words and actions, they should not affect your self-esteem or self-worth, and we shouldn't internalize them, but sometimes we do. Um, and chances are their words and actions weren't for you to interpret, but we make judgments. We just do. That's we our brain is made to um, judge, and we make judgments about their words and actions. And then this creates a lot of evidence in our brains that we aren't loved and connected. So our thoughts and judgments create what we feel and our thoughts create our experience, right? So we have this brain that judges and creates stories. And then we have to constantly be on top of it of like, are these stories true? Are they really serving this, right? Serving us to create that connection and show up as the friends. So this is why some knowledge of how your brain really comes in handy, because you got to remember your brain's number one job is to keep you alive, looking for danger. And, you know, in the caveman days, it was the bear or the lion. But in our days, it is that um, feeling of being left out, um, being excluded. That is what feels like the bear or the lion. And like, for example, say you're on Instagram and you see a picture of a group of friends at lunch where you weren't invited. And the hashtag says, I love these women. How did that make you feel? You're not in the picture. You were not invited. I've been there, right? Where you're like, oh, they, I'm not included, right? It's a horrible feeling. And so that triggers the emotion of exclusion when it makes you feel like you're just like this second tier friend or your relationship doesn't really matter. Or they don't see you. You feel unseen. And my experience with probably 99% of my clients is that our brains generally think this is like, oh, they don't really like me or I have no real friends. And then that gives you that feeling of exclusion, which makes you feel like a second tier friend or not included. But see, that is what your brain did, right? Like you really don't know the story, but your brain sees danger. It triggered that thought that you aren't good enough to be part of the group. And it's a natural human desire to want to be included. We are wired we are created to want to connect and to be included. So you had a thought that you weren't included and your brain looked for evidence for that thought. 
And then your brain's job is to prove your thinking is right. And so we'll keep doing that. And this is why we, what we think is so important and paying attention to what we think is so important. Our brains like to be right more than it likes us to feel good. So it will constantly be looking for evidence for whatever you're thinking. So having thoughts that you are not popular or part of the in crowd or, you know, any of those, like you thought you were done with that in high school or middle school, right? But I promise you, I have, like I said, worked with so many clients that this is a common thought I have thought, and I'm sure you have thought. It's a normal thought to fill. And it doesn't go away just because you're adults. Adults find evidence that they are not included or wanted every single day of their lives. In fact, I think with social media influence, I might argue that we feel exclusion even more than we probably did growing up because most of us didn't have social media as a child. So the problem is that the most common pain point that I talk to with this clients is that like, we can't control the humans, right? We can't always be invited. We can't always be the one picked. And there are going to be times where you're not going to be invited and included. So what can you control in this? Well, your thinking and your actions. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And you really can reframe and retrain your brain to react differently what you make people's words and actions mean, what emotions you create. Um, and that is really the power of coaching. In fact, I was telling my husband yesterday, it was like, you know, um, really when you, a coach helps you like, just like, you know, when I hired a personal trainer and he's like, oh my gosh, your lunges, like, and he had to refix my lunges. Cause I was like turning my knee weird and everything. And I didn't know that. I just kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it until somebody on the outside looked at what I was doing. And that's really what um, I do with my clients is they're kind of turning these thoughts in a weird way and causing them pain and injury, right? That that's what I was doing with my knee. And it takes somebody to be like, oh, you realize like you need, just need to tweak this a little bit and kind of reframe and retrain your brain and your uh, thoughts. So your thoughts are in your control, but they're very automatic and it's very hard to see them. And that's why it's really helpful to have somebody on the outside kind of looking out of what you're creating for yourself. So think about it. So seeing pictures on Instagram when you aren't included, your brain might always default to thoughts like, they don't really like me. Um, they, I don't, like I said, they, I, I'm not really their friends. These aren't my people. But when you start investing and analyzing like those thoughts, you gain the skill of moving your thoughts quickly out of that self-pity to thoughts that better serve you. And I'm going to give you a couple thoughts here because I want you to just kind of consider some of these thoughts. For example, you see the picture of your friends and you immediately think, why wasn't I invited? I like to add, but that's okay. And transition, I want you to kind of take some of these thoughts I'm going to give you and transition them to thoughts that will better serve you, that feel equally true, that your brain were like, yes, that's true too. Like there's enough love and friendship for everyone, right? Like, like is, isn't it great that they have that time together? A friendship between my friends does not take away from my friendship with them, right? Like just because they had time doesn't mean our friendship is less. Invites to lunch aren't what make me worthy. When I feel inferior, it is because what my brain believes, not what is actually happening, okay? So those thoughts, I want you to just kind of keep in your back pocket for when that feeling comes up, when you kind of get triggered again, when you see um, that you, you weren't included, okay? So I'm going to give you six tips tips to neg negotiate the landmine of friendships. Um, and these tips will just kind of help audit kind of how you're thinking and how you're showing up in friendships. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to 
want you to do is define friendship in your brain. Like, let's get really clear on what, what friendship means to you. Like, how do you know if you're friends with someone? Is there a certain amount of time you have to spend together for it to count? Um, the studies for acquaintances, actually, they have done studies where it's like 50 hours for acquaintances and 200 hours for long friendships, right? But I want you to really understand, like, if I'm friends with somebody, that is not a fact. That is just a thought. So you get to decide what criteria is for a friend. And I want you to spend some time making a list of what you really want from your friendships. Like what really serves you in friendships? Like not, it's not going to be the same as mine. What you need in your friendships is going to be different, but be very clear on defining like what is a friendship, what you need and how you're defining it right now with the, your friend circle. Okay. So be clear on defining friendship is the first one. The second one is what do you make having friends mean? Um, I have found that most people, most of my clients I've worked with, having friends, they may get mean that they are worthy. And it does not matter. The, we have to be very careful that we're not tying in the amount of friendships we have with the worthiness of how we feel. Um, having friendship make you feel confident or worthy. Only we create those feelings when our thoughts are about ourselves. And that is great news because if you have zero friends or a thousand friends, you could decide how you want to feel based about how you think about yourself. So start with what do you believe about yourself and why? Um, examine those thoughts and challenge yourself about whether your thoughts are actually serving you and making you feel worthy or are they making you feel less worthy? Um, then each friend you have on top of that, it's just a bonus. It's icing on the cake because you've created your feelings internally and your validation internally versus out, outward, right? Like your worth and your meaning in this world. This is such important work that I do with my clients where we um, kind of autopilot, our brain looks for validation outside of us. And when we really create that validation inside, are, then we actually create a more confident person. And it is actually kind of a friendship magnet then because everybody wants to be friends with people who are confident. And so when you stop making your friendship mean like, oh, I'm important, I'm wanted, I'm worthy. And you take that out of the equation of you need to feel important, wanted, and worthy, but I want you to create that for yourself. And that is first how really you're talking to yourself, how you're um, treating yourself, okay? The third, landmine is examine your current friendships. And this might be painful for you. Like, um, you know, I've got, and I've gone through seasons, right. Where I've had lots of friends and then not a lot of friends or a lot of interaction, little interaction. And sometimes it's like, it's painful if you're tying in your worthiness to your friendship. Okay. So take a current look, look at your current friends. Do you even like them? Do they help you make, make you be a better person in the world? Do you feel like you could be authentic and vulnerable with them? Are you being, or are you being a version of yourself that you think they would like better? Like, do you like yourself around these people? If this is the case that you are not liking yourself around the people and you are pretending, this can be so exhausting and you end up not really enjoying the time that you spend with those friends. Like you're feeling drained and not feeling energy. And it's not because of those, who those friends are, not because of who those people are. It's because you don't like you when you're around them. Okay. Remember, if you're not enjoying being around somebody, it's not because 
of them. It's because of who you are, how you're showing up around them. And like I said, one good indicator that you probably need to audit your friendships a little bit is your energy. Start noticing how you feel when you're around them. Um, When I started really paying attention to this, I noticed that after I spent time with certain friends, I did really feel exhausted. And like I said, it was not my friend's fault, but it was mine. So I realized like I was either either trying to be somebody I wasn't, and I was trying too hard for them to like me. And then I ended up not even liking me right around them. And this was an indication that these friends were probably not my people. And I needed to make some changes of how and who I spent time with, right? Like, why was I investing in this? group when I, it wasn't making me the person I wanted to be in the world. And you got to give yourself permission to do that, to sometimes walk away from current friendships. Okay. Number four, have you found your tribe? And I want you to really ask yourself these honest questions. Like, do you feel you might be the backup friend? Like you have fun with, when you are with them, you invite them several times to do things, but they don't hardly extend the invite back. And you sometimes feel like you're not enticing enough for them. You are a friendly, outgoing person around them, and you got a way to reach out to these people, but you feel like it's not being reciprocated very often or at all. And granted, like there are people in the world that are just good at planners. Like I'm a planner, and but I want you to also like not just judge it all on like if you're the one planning it all, like, cause I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of like, you want to spend time with people, you plan it. Right. But I also want you to not be investing in people that aren't investing in you. So if you're getting tired of always being the one to reach out to people or initiate getting together, and you wonder if they're not just good at initiate or if they have other friends that they prefer over you, you deserve to be the favorite person. Okay. And the person that people think of first to get together with or chat with, you want to have a close group of friends that you feel that, that they want that. And if you feel that that's lacking in your life, or if this sounds familiar, I want you to examine why are you putting energy into these friendships that you feel like you're constantly having to try to like win them over. Um, cause if they don't want to be with you, they are not your people. And so when you stop looking to them to hang out, that is when you're going to really find your real people. When you let go of like the ideal of these people and you're like, okay, it's okay that they don't choose me. I choose me and I'm going to choose me over and over. And when you start choosing you and investing in you and reaching out to other people and having the courage to do that, that is when you find your tribe. Okay. Number five, are your friendship expectations serving you? Okay. We all have expectations. We all have um, the manual, right, of how other people should show up in friendships. So your expectations of what you think your friends should be or do might also be limiting your ability to really enjoy your friendships. Um, You might have expectations that if someone is your friend, they invite you to do something, but that does not not make them that, that, but that does not make them your friend. What makes them your friend is you believe they are, right? Friendship is a thought. It's not a fact. She is my friend is not something that I can prove in court or if we took a blood test knowing like that is true. So it is a thought that we think about other people. Um, I have a thought. I have a lot of friends. I love and adore my friends. I feel like these are facts, but these are just thoughts that I think over and over. 
most of them, I don't even see or talk to very often because we live far away from each other or we are very busy, but many of my local friends, like I have never, they've never invited me out, but if I wanted to see them, I would invite them over and invite them to go do something together. It's that simple. If I want to spend time with them, I make it happen. If I don't get invited to something, I don't make it a test of how good our friendship is. These are thoughts that I have decided to think constantly. And this creates this expectation around the women in my life that serve me because I don't show up resentful. I show up with love and with grace for them. And I always think everybody's doing the best they can. Right. And I also think, I think this is one of my gifts of growing up with um, eight sisters is that everybody needs different friends. Like sometimes they need a Jenny, but sometimes they need a Kate, right? Everybody needs different people in their lives for different things. And I'm not going to be that person this for everything. And so it helps me like create this expectation around other people and how they show up. And so that I have just so much love for them no matter what season they are in. So I want you to think if you're feeling resentful or have a lot of rules with how other friends are showing up, are these rules, do you want to hang on to them? Should you be questioning them? Are they really serving you? You know, I had one client who really had, she didn't even realize how many rules she had for the friendships in her life. And we started making a list of like how she thought a friend should show up. And it was a long list. And she was like, wow, like, I don't even know if I'd want to be friends with me from this list. And it was a really good experiment for her to see and for her to like, kind of see outside of her of like, how she was what she was really making her friends actions mean. And that really cleaned up her expectations. So I really want you to look and see are your expectations serving you? Or do you need to clean up, clean it up? Okay. And the sixth one is probably the most important. And I want you to realize is your tribe has to start with you. You know, Byron Katie said, it's not your job to like me. It's mine. Honestly, I am my favorite person to hang out with. I love to be around other people, but if I could only pick one friend, it would be me. I am always there for me. I have fun with me. I feel good around me because I'm very kind to me. I love to be with others too but not because of how they make me feel about me. I love being around others because how I then get to feel about them. So you really have to become your own favorite person first. Then have as many friends as you want. Just drop your expectations about how they should show up. And when you are your own tribe, like it's your job to like you, your expectations are so small for other people. I want you to have requests and I want you to have expectations, but you're so you're showing up in such a way because you're already validating yourself. So you're not tying your expectations, other people's actions with validations. You're not making it mean they like me. So your work is liking yourself first and wanting to be your own friend. And you think you need friends because of how it will make you feel, but what if you could feel that way because you have your own back? What if people liked you more when you are totally who you are? And that is when you do that, when you are your tribe first, when your job is to like yourself first, this is when you really find it easier to make friends. You know, the most helpful concept um, of friends is like, take 100% responsibility for it. Uh, take for the intention, for making it happen. And so if you are feeling left out, this is not because of something that has happened. It's whether it is what you're making that circumstance mean. And here's a couple more thoughts that I want you to choose and kind of have in your back pocket when you're feeling that left out. Um, 
and kind of a reframe of how you think about friendships. I'm learning to be a friend to myself. I'm committed to finding at least three things every day that I like about myself. If someone doesn't warm up to me, I don't need to do anything different. They just aren't for me. I don't need everyone to like me, just a couple friends. My tribe is going to show up in my life now. I have amazing girlfriends. I can't wait to find out who they are. See how these six thoughts shift the perspective on friendship and kind of give your power back where you focus on befriending you and keep up with the work of being comfortable being around you, then that will fuel you with the right energy to feel love and connected and to stop worrying about what other people are thinking about you. With this confident energy, you will always attract your people. Okay. And like I said, for having friends is such a huge indicator. And so I'm going to review these steps really. Define friendship. What do you make having friends mean? Are you tying your worth into that? Examine your current circle. Is it serving you? Do you like yourself around these people? Are they filling you up with um, energy? Are they making you the person you, helping you be the person you want to be in the world? Have you found your tribe? Like, are you investing in people that aren't investing in you? Have the courage to kind of let go some of those people so you have that energy. You only have so much energy to invest into your tribe to like, and that goes with number six of like being okay with just being you and letting those people slowly come into your life. And are your friendships expectations number five serving you? That is very simple list. And like, oh, I'm go actually going into so much deeper this month in Lifted Together. We are focusing on all things friendships and we're even examining like, why you probably have showed up in the past. Like, it's not just that you're not good at friendships and um, it's just friendships takes luck. There is real science of how you showed up. And I'm going to teach my community the process to understand how they showed up so you could show up differently, like to, to really empower you in a better way with better skills and tools to create that circle that you need, that you love, that you want to spend time with it that you, uh, that it, that you fills you up, right? Like I want you to have women, men in your life that are filling you up and helping you be the best version of yourself. And that you, when you are with them, you are, it's so good for your mental health and your emotional health and your physical health, but it is tools. And then this month, if you want to join us, um, come, don't wait because we're, it's going to be so good. We are studying and going deep into how to be, become a more connected friend and how to create new friendships and how to nurture your own friendships. And part of that is understanding of how you showed up in the past. And then that helps you enable you to show up differently. And so I would love for you to join me because I think that is one of the best gifts you could give yourself is investing in the tools to create stronger relationships in your life. All right. I love you. Have a great day. Thank you for being here. Where have you found the support that your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for Christian LGBTQ families. Come check out the coaching community, Lift It Together with Jenny Hunter. In our community, you will find a safe space to process all the emotions and all the things that you need to find the support that you will need to help your child thrive. You will find it in private coaching, group coaching, and I have created hours of content just for you. When you are ready to thrive as a family, please come check out liftedtogether.com slash membership.